Welcome to the Fit You Talk podcast. You just found the number one health and fitness podcast for performers, and you're listening to a guest episode during which we discuss the realities of a career in the performing arts with people who are fit to talk about them. Yeah, and if you like what we do, please leave us a review. Go on, do it. Or on Spotify, click that follow button. <laughs> also, if you like our meaningful, helpful, and accurate information, then you may want to be coached by us. And if so, Fit to Perform is for you. Yes, it is. Mm. You can find out more information at fit-2.co.uk. Yeah, moving on. We oh. have an incredible guest for you today. Yes, we do have a wonderful guest, one of my best, best mates in the world, known him for a long, long time, fantastic human being, wonderful choreographer, DJ, drag artist, so many things. And he wonderful was host. best man at your wedding. Was the best man at my wedding, gave a fantastic speech, wrote a beautiful poem yeah. that we have upon our wall, and even through glitter at the end. It was fantastic. They are we didn't, I normally will ask and uh, mildly objectify somebody in this, <laughs> in the studio. Uh, uh, here's a very attractive man. Beautiful, beautiful person inside out all yeah. over. Just fantastic. Please enjoy the wonderful John O'Kitchens. When you have a microphone, you can do your sexiest podcast voice. I still sound like a raging homosexual. So. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like it was a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It just depends what. <laughs> it depends what kind of a mood I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Today it's a bad thing. Tomorrow, yeah. mm. okay, <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, before we kick off, uh, in general, we should ask if you are willing to try and tell us a lie during the recording of the podcast. I'm willing to try. I feel like I'm going <laughs> to give it like. away as soon as I say it, though, just because you're, I just, I feel like I'm shit at lying. <laughs> just give the eyes. I'll be like, and then, ooh, <laughs> he's lying. <laughs> well, also, I John might be lying. Y- you two know each other quite well. <clears throat> just we a should touch. Say. A you touch. Know, relatively a touch well. well. So really the challenge well. of lying during this is slightly more difficult for you, perhaps, than most of our other guests. Yeah, yeah. Also, but also the, I think I've said this before. I feel the pressure in these kind of situations. Yeah. I'm like, there's pressure. I'll be, <laughs> the added pressure. I'll be heavily relying on you. Yeah, for you've our got guess. the pressure to actually get it right. Yeah, Otherwise, exactly. Yeah. You don't know John at all. <laughs> you don't yeah. know John at all. <laughs> Disgrace. <laughs> so if anything, Bobby, you've just got something to lose. Yeah, yeah. In this Good. Instance. Can't wait. Delighted. Well, you know, so uh, thrilled. You know each other super well. Not only do you know each other super well, but you are best man. John was my best man at my wedding. At, at the wedding. Hello. Yeah. Back eight years ago? Uh, nine, nine years nine ago. Nine years. Yeah, and we lived together for a long, long time. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's history here. There's history. The House of Bono, <laughs> as, it, as it's known. I can see the love. There's like a beautiful love connection between you. <laughs> That's what it's like in my connection. head. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing it. Uh, <laughs> so in that instance, this might be, a, might be interesting for you to hear yeah. stuff about this, but how does the story of Jono begin? Oh. The story of Jono? Yeah, the story of Jono. Oh my God. Well, in 1984, oh, I know year. what a great year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, oh my God. Like I was born then. Yeah. So that's, yeah. What, that's how it started. Um, and then, you know, I kind of was like a very fanboyant, fabulous child. Um, and much to the, uh, I don't know, like surprise to my parents, I suppose. Um then I came out gay later on in my life. Mum was like, I didn't realise, didn't know when you were like going to theatre and dancing that you were going to be gay. And my dad, who like divorced my mum when I was six, I told him one day over Facebook and he was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd not been around for like 15 years. And he was like, yeah, I got it. He's like, a- yeah. <laughs> so, 
There's so much to unpack there. <laughs> in, 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 I know. In, in, in those few sentences. First of all, that you told him over Facebook, which yeah. has its own set of stories. I know, because Facebook is like basically obsolete. Nobody, even, yeah. nobody listening knows what Facebook is. Yeah. <laughs> like something your grandparents yeah. use nowadays, right? <laughs> like, yeah, that is essentially what it's for. You're like, I don't know about you. Do you have anyone in your life like this? I have uh, a couple of family members who are surprisingly young who use Facebook like they think it's their personal diary mm-hmm. and they're putting out all of their stuff, like not realizing that they're 1,500 uh, friends. 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 Ah, the friends. Can see when it's like, it's insane. I know. And you're like, no, 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 you can't <laughs> say that. Out. Like, would you stand in the middle of a public square with a thousand people watching you and say those words? And if right. the answer's no, shut up. Yeah, no. Maybe don't put it on there. Yeah, just, just don't. That's reason really, I mean, I feel like we all used to do that, but now we've got better at learning not to do that. But I do, however, want to go back and delete everything. Like, yeah. like every time you get those things where it's like, oh, eight years ago, you wrote this on Facebook. I'm like, oh my God, no. <laughs> I want to like, punch me eight years ago. Like, I hate that. that. I hate me. You used to write so in much. third person because yeah. I mean, it used to have your name at the start, didn't it? It would like, say like, like Stefan um, is. Yeah. 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 And so you'd be like, is feeling really tired from a day of work. <laughs> and then you'd be like, Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> what a great update. You're like, oh, he's really stressed about passing his assessments. You're like, okay. Yes. Like, like, that didn't make anyone's day better or worse, did it? Yeah. It literally didn't achieve God, nothing. It's like we were journaling. It was weird. Yeah. Weird time. Uh, uh, is it any better now? Probably not. But Facebook. It, well, social well, just media. Life. <laughs> now, now life. We, Life's no better. Now we journal every moment, but in video. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's true. Are you are you particularly active on the old socials? The, the the stupid thing is that I'm on it like hours a day, but I actually don't post any content. I'm just literally looking at everybody else's content <laughs> and then uh, spiraling into like manic depression. So um, I feel like at least if I'm going to spend 27 hours a day on Instagram, why aren't I uploading fucking content and, yeah, making, yeah, and trying yeah, yeah. to get myself somewhere? But instead I'm just like... Mm, so you're it's... a professional doom scroller. Yeah, <sighs> it's great. Settings in, in Apple, or is that like uh, you need another I think it's an app, I think. I can't really remember. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to do it because I love Doom Scrolling. So. <laughs> Fair Professional Just keep going. Doom Scrolling. Yeah. I've, I've got to do something with my time. Uh, so, so we've got 1984, and then, yeah. we've got, and then we've got coming out as gay. Oh, yeah. But what happened, <laughs> somewhere in the middle of that, there's a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> so where did you grow up? Um, I grew up, well, I was born in Oxford and then immediately moved to America where I lived for six years because um, uh, my father's American and was in the Air Force. So we kind of lived in Texas for six years. So I grew up with an American, Southern American accent, which was hilarious. Then I moved to England after my parents got divorced, where I've lived for the rest of my life. Well, except for now that I live in Barcelona. Just going to drop that in there yeah. quick, early. <laughs> <Barcelona. conversation. laughs> um, Where so, in yeah. England were you after you came back from America? Uh, back to Oxfordshire. Back, back to that. Yeah, because all my mum's family was there. So yeah. just kind of like very small towny, but I had American accent, which was weird, uh, which I dropped quickly, but that's uh, another story. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> We've got time. <laughs> <laughs> we got time. Good, good, good. Um, 
So yeah, I grew up in Oxfordshire, which is kind of, uh, you know, beautiful. It's nice to go back there and visit it now. Um, but at the time, it kind of felt like a bit of a small, well, you know, most story, most people's story. You grow up in a small town. You want to escape. You want to go to the big city. You want to be cosmopolitan and, and get away from the cows and the fields. Uh, so that was very much my feeling. Um, but when I was about eight years old, my mum took me to an open audition in Oxford for Scrooge the Musical. She was like, oh, you like singing, don't you? It could take you long to this. It was in the paper. And so I went, obviously nailed it, got the part. <laughs> uh, Tiny Tim. Yep. And um, that was when I basically realised that I wanted to be in the theatre. Wow. So, Legendary character to play as well. Tiny Tim. I know. Oh, Tiny Tim. I watched Christmas Carol yesterday. You did. Was you it did. the Muppets though? Like, it was sad, sadly not the Muppets, <laughs> which is, that is the elite. That's, that's, top, that's, that's elite. top tier. That's top notch. Christmas Carol. You get more Marley for your money. As they say. Oh my God. <laughs> that's disgraceful. Double the Marley. <laughs> if you've not watched Muppets Christmas Carol and you're listening to this, that will make even less sense than yeah. <laughs> for those people. Uh, so, you didn't actually grow up in Oxford then? Did you grow up in a town outside? Yeah, I grew up in a tiny little town outside of Oxford, about 20 miles out of Oxford. What was it called? It's called Carterton. Oh! Nobody's ever heard of it. Probably not, I reckon. You might have heard of Bryce Norton, which yes. is an RAF base right next door. I hate to be that guy. I actually have heard of Carterton, but only because uh, an ex of mine used to live around there, so uh, relatively near Bryce Norton. Oh my God, what's their name? I don't want to say. Oh, should we say it? We'll do it after, because we'll I might yeah, know we'll, them. We'll like, do it after. Okay, we'll podcast. do it after. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Only because my partner will be like, what the hell? Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on. Come on. But uh, yeah, so that, that's a lovely part of the world. It is nice, but at the- Not much know, there. For my sort of youth in the kind of like, you know, early 90s and that, it was kind of a very toxic place to be because it was an RAF town, basically, that yep. pretty much only exists to house the people that are working in the RAF. Uh, so it wasn't a really fun place to be a homosexual child. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there were, well, it kind of was actually, if you look back on it, because there was loads of like sort of muscly men carrying yeah. weapons around. So that, <laughs> like looking back, it's quite homoerotic. Is that but... a missile in your pocket? Or... <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's a hand grenade. Yeah. <laughs> so many, I'm so confused by that. <laughs> what, what shape is that? No, no it's a mine. <laughs> yeah. Wait, really what? flat and wide. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so uh, what was that experience like then? So you're growing up around perhaps uh, a very old fashioned view of mm. masculinity around in that yeah. area. I'm just an assumption, but was that, was that what it was like? Yeah, it was like, you know, I was just, I was just living my life. I didn't even know that was gay, obviously. Cause I was like a child, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Everybody else around me seemed to know apart from my mother. Um, so all the other kids or like people just on the street, I found it difficult to just kind of like get about day to day. Cause people would just be like, Gay. wherever I went, you know, man in a white van, the classic, <laughs> wind the window down. They'd be like, excuse me, mate, are you, um, uh, are you fucking gay? And then drive off and you'd just be like, first of all, that, that story is nuts, but your delivery of it is hilarious. So <laughs> we're laughing and I just want you to know laughing. No, it's fine. You, you can laugh. It's fine. It's fine. The delivery, the watch story is <laughs> the delivery was fantastic. <laughs> Felt like I could see the van man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't like they're, quite, they're, they're a lot more woke now these days. Yeah. What, it white happened to me man? when I went back recently. Yeah. The white the man in the white van. He stopped and he wound the window down. And he's like, uh, "Excuse me, mate." And I was like, "Here we go." And he's like, "Are you uh, some kind of gender non-conforming, non-binary, LGBTQIA plus person?" Drive away. And I was like, <laughs> "We've made progress." I was yeah. like, "Thanks for putting the work in." Yeah. <laughs> 
they're like, you've misunderstood the problem, but I, but I appreciate the work. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> finally, I'll take it. It was so 2023 of him. I loved it. <laughs> we'll, we'll have that. We'll have that. Oh, God. Sometimes people have to take slower steps, you know? Exactly. But they drive there in a white van. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, what can you say? So was that what that experience was like? Did that translate in through into your school as well? Or was- yeah, yeah. School was kind of like, uh, I was, I don't know. I just had loads of girlfriends, so that was cool. I probably added another layer of jealousy to the straight boys that were just like, <laughs> for fuck's sake, why is he always around the girls? Yeah. But um, no, school was kind of just like annoying, basically. I was always going to like theatre school on the weekends or doing auditions and stuff because I was a little child star back in the day. So I was, I was getting my little escapes when I could and that kind of like drove me forward all the time. I was coming to London a lot. So um, I always kind of knew that I wanted to move to London eventually. I thought I was going to live in one of those like massive houses in Mar- Marlebone, mm. but obviously lived in like a squat. So <laughs> that's all I could afford. <laughs> Until I moved in with Bobby and then it wasn't a squat. Obviously hey. it was absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. Was that the famous Wimbledon house? It was the famous yes. Wimbledon house. Yeah. If, if people listen to this podcast, they will have heard about the Wimbledon house often. Yeah, surely. And yeah. your, and your adventures. Where he with us with a previous guest as well with Pete Cummins. Yes. He yes. was there at the same time. Yes. Yeah. yeah we all lived together. We did. For a little moment in time. You had a trip. I want to see you three in a room. <laughs> it's very glittery. Add Sam into the mix and yeah. it becomes a completely different piece. <laughs> Wait, why? Uh, I can't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to still be married at the end of the yeah. day. <laughs> just basically, it's just gay as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, your Christmas tree last, last year, you have a multi It's the same Christmas tree this year. It's multi-coloured, the multi-coloured right? Christmas tree, yeah. I I did not expect this when I first went to Bobby's house at Christmas time. Yeah. I, I went in, I saw your Christmas tree and I was like, I've, first of all, I've never seen a multicoloured, the actual tree being multicoloured The before. tree is multicoloured. Oh, the tree is multicoloured. The tree is multicoloured. I walked in and I was like, I've, that, what? I've never seen this before. And also, Camp. I so yeah. didn't <laughs> expect it. <laughs> Because I didn't know Sam that well at the time either. Yeah. So I, I was like, of all the people. Sam was the driving force behind so, it. I was like, I would not have expected you to buy a multicolored Christmas tree. And then I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I've, we didn't have that when I was around. No. Actually, I'm quite jealous. No, we, so should, so we should have. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mistake. You've learned, You've learned mistake. Exactly, way, yeah. exactly. And now it's brilliant. Now it's glorious. <laughs> it's even worse this year. It's even like tackier and Shitter. That's year. kind of glorious. I yeah. want to see. Please oh. send me pictures. Oh, I will. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have that point where you go, okay, well, I want to do this as a as a job. How did that come about? You went from auditioning for shows at quite a young age, yeah. Tiny Tim, obviously. I see. Uh, how, yeah. What happened next? Uh, well, I just kind of really, I just found, I found myself there in the theatre, like on the stage. I really loved it. I was getting like nice feedback as like, you know, the other adults in the cast would be like, oh, there's such a talented child and so nice and fabulous. And I was like, I am. Uh, <laughs> so I joined like a local theatre school, which had the best fucking name ever. It probably helped to turn me gay. It was called Sparkle Stage Set. Like, Fantastic. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does it even mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's, it's like SSS. Telling, <laughs> telling the stage. Yes, yes, perfect. Telling the stage set to sparkle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sparkle it's, stage You will set. sparkle. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. It was a demand. Made sense yeah. Yeah. yeah, fine. It wasn't a sort of a statement. It was a demand. <laughs> the SS. The SSS. Okay. But we used to, like, so our, like, well, anyway, anytime, like, um, Shows came to Oxford. We would like 
get like a little audition because they would audition local schools. So they do open auditions and then they do the local theatre schools. So we would audition for shows and I got into a couple of other shows in Oxford, um, like as a kid, but the rest of the time when we weren't doing shows in the theatre, we would go to old people's homes and put on performances for them. Yes. And we'd sing like old time musical songs like, ah, forever blow, we and like knees up mother brown. Yeah. <laughs> the classics. Like, and it was just it's so weird, but I fucking loved it. Yes. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We just did like, we did songs from Oliver and songs from Cats and we'd just wear like the worst costumes. And then I remember we did one number by Tiffany. You know that song? I think we're alone yeah, now. Yeah, I think we're alone yeah. now. <laughs> so that kind of, just just doing that actually was actually amazing. <laughs> I just love the idea of you singing that song to like OAPs. Yeah. I think we're alone oh, now. <laughs> just staring them right in the eye. And I remember there was a move where we put our left hand over our heart and then our right hand would smack the other hand. We'd be like, beating up our hearts is the only sound. Yeah, I remember those moves. This is when you fell in love with choreography. That's when I was like, choreography. This is my future. Sparkle stage set. I did not expect to talk about sparkle stage set today, but here we are. Do you know what? I've done that a few times going into the old people's homes and singing with them because my dad used to do that with this thing called live music now because it obviously really helps them and yeah, it's, it's and actually it's, amazing it's amazing but it is also hilarious like it shouldn't be funny but it is funny you're like yes. you're, you really yeah, really yeah. help people but there's always one that's like like they've shat themselves <laughs> or, or they're like like five of them are asleep at the entire oh, yeah, time yeah. there's definitely yeah, a lot yeah. of people that are asleep and then some of them will sing a different song because they don't like the song you're singing yeah so, so you're like oh, oh okay cool and then someone will just be wheeled out half a, a person was wheeled out once in the middle of one of the sets I was doing because they started smoking oh wow just started smoking in the middle of the area wait they themselves started smoking no, no, no. They started? <laughs> <laughs> I think they might be on fire I think I think that's a demon uh, no. <laughs> I'm not sure get them out <laughs> yeah, demon literally out just lit up a bag and this carer came in and was literally like We've, you can't smoke Derek you can't smoke inside and just wheeled he was like oh Give a shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were all smoking when we I used to do it. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the time. You're I'm very old. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, very old. old. Are you exactly are you the same age? Oh, well, I better not say very old then. <laughs> Hang on, Wait, you're about to turn. I'm about 39. to turn. Yes, correct. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your return from Barcelona is basically Bobby's gift. <laughs> What a You're fantastic welcome. gift. And being I, wish, I wish you had a ribbon on, but, you know. He has. Oh. I have, exactly. I get to pull the ribbon later. <laughs> it's under. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay not being here for that. <laughs> oh, no, you will be. film it if yeah, you're not exactly. here. I'll just pop the record on okay, the camera. Yeah, right. on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going to up our social media. Yeah. I'll yeah, edit it for content. Finally. Got views. Oh, I need some content. So, moving on from that. Yeah, anywho. From Bobby de-ribboning your, I'm assuming, private parts. Uh, naturally. <laughs> naturally. Naturally. Can we get the Christmas tree in the background? Yeah, of course. Ah, cool. yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really just thinking of setting the scene now. Um, so from there you go, okay, I love this stuff. What happened then? You reach sort of 16, 17, 18. What next? Yeah, well, just before 16, 17, 18, I was, uh, my mum actually was very generously, like, got me into Sylvia Young Theatre School. So I was going there on Saturdays um, from the, about the age of about 10. So that was just giving me a big drive and I was going to castings and stuff. I was doing loads of like voiceover work, film and TV and kind of, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that was adding to my kind of like desire to, to be a performer. 
So by the time I got to 16, when I had finished my GCSEs, I kind of knew that I needed to get to London to kind of pursue this as like an actual full-time career. But my mum was a bit like, oh, you must do some something like educational as well. So I did two years of a BTEC drama course in Oxford and then some English literature, which I'm kind of feel like I failed actually. Uh, <laughs> <back to it>. <laughs> <laughs> and it was also around the time of like a lot of um, reality TV shows, like making people famous or whatever. So there was that going on. I kind of went on to some program. It was called Star School. Yeah. I remember this. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I don't, I think it was on Sky or something. And it was really under the radar and didn't really happen. But the choreographer of the person who was putting together the, the, the pop group, which I didn't get into, said to me, oh, you've got all this potential. And I think you should go and audition to go to full-time dra- uh, drama dance school. And so she was like, I can send you the information of the school. It was called The Center. And um, I auditioned for it. And I got a full scholarship, probably because just because I was a boy, because I was actually quite shit. Like I've never done ballet. Like, I had loads of drive and loads of potential, but I was actually, you know, as a trained, you know, you've, all the girls have been dancing since they were like seven, going to ballet classes and tap and modern and contemporary and all of that. And I was just like, oh, I want to be a dancer. Hello. Yeah. And they were like, scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that weird thing, isn't it? You go and people go, oh, it's it's easier for boys. And you're like, there, there is a sense of privilege around it. Yeah. Yeah, because th- there was very little representation for males. It was so hard to get boys into this aspect. Then, yeah, you were more likely to get a scholarship or yeah, for yeah, people yeah. to go, yes, yes, come here. I think that's still the case now. Yeah, oh, yeah is definitely it? is still the case. I'm it, sure it is. It, 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 you know, without saying it, like it is because in in the same way, you know, you'll have one boy auditioning for every hundred yes. girls. Yeah, like even if I look at like the school that Sam teaches at, like. There are no, there are practically no boys there. Yeah. No really. boys. There's so many girls and you go, like, that's going to translate inevitably to the industry into like yeah. drama and dance school. So yeah, that's good. They're like, they're still very much female heavy. Hmm. Those, those football boys have not yet worked out that that is where all the women are. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get there one day. No, <laughs> okay. exactly. Hold on a second. They'll be like, and it'll be too ballet late. is what I need. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you remember that whole drive? Oh yeah. In, within, uh, it was rugby originally. It was, rugby, yeah. it was like, we're going to make the England rugby team do ballet. And f- at first they were all like, and then yeah. they're like, oh, I'm better on the pitch because I did ballet. You're like, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that was about 15 years ago. Was it, uh, did they make it into a TV show? No. Oh, not I'm, 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 I'm aware seen of. it on TV. Yeah. I've seen rugby spoke about on TV. Yeah, I, haven't, I think they spoke um, about it a lot. If they did, I haven't seen it, uh, but uh, I remember it sort of happening and reading it. I now want to make it into a TV show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah let's update it. It's about time. I think between us, we've got the um, passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do they make? Do they? Gonna, are they going to make the like the ballet boys go and like train as rugby players at the same Ooh. time? Like it should be like a role reversal thing, yes. and see how much it kind of like ruins their career. <laughs> <laughs> see how much they like concussion. Oh, yeah. so you, you've now got cauliflower ears, and, and you can never pirouette again. Fine, <laughs> okay, great. throwing out your lower back. Oh well, <laughs> have, a, have a lovely career. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've been savagely tackled in your spine. Fine. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good. good yeah. Good, maybe good. that's not going to work. No. Yeah. Well, maybe just do the one way. <laughs> yeah. 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 It feels feels like a nicer trade that way. <laughs> Sorry, I massively segued you off your topic there. Um, so you went. <laughs> so we've gone. Okay. So very young. We went then to that, to that drama school. And what was that experience like? Oh, it was the best experience of my life. It was like you know, just like I I found myself basically in. 
and, and my true self as well, because I've moved to London. I was training in the career that I wanted to train in, learning loads of new stuff, finding that I could be trained as well. Um, because, you know, I wasn't necessarily great at ballet, but I was improving and I was seeing some improvements and I was improving in all areas, getting more flexible, which I've never been flexible, by the way. So it's like, you know, apart from when drunk, you could smash into the splits, maybe down <laughs> in the basement in freedom. But like, yeah. <laughs> um, haven't we all? Yeah. yeah. That's the only time I've done the splits. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just felt like my life was coming together. I was doing exactly what I wanted. I, I was loving life. I found everybody to, you know, everybody at college was like-minded. We were just having the time of our lives. Like, so it was the best, best three years ever. And I wouldn't change a thing about it. You know, college was a bit crazy and it was still kind of in the field of being a bit old school and a bit kind of like, you know, the teachers would sort of like kick you <laughs> to make you be better. Memories. Yeah. Like physically actually kick you. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, like, it never hurt, but, you know, it was just very much like they just come along and sort of like, if you'd be planking, like sometimes the, the, uh, the, um, the, head, the head teacher would like come around and just like boot you in the belly and be like, get that stomach off the floor. <laughs> But it was done with love, you know, it was yeah. harsh, but it was, yes. it was harsh, but fair. A, My stomach was on the floor. Kick. A tender kick. Yeah. <laughs> now you have to, uh, and with good reason, you have to like give, give like three potential cues of attempting to fix somebody's form with that, with that before going, may I, you know, is it okay if I touch you here in order to adjust this? Yeah, yeah, By yeah. that point they've collapsed. You're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, well, it took 40 seconds for me to try and explain what I was up. So, so yeah. do I have the permission? Now? Yeah. <laughs> and you've slipped a disc. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But at least it's safe. We'll take it. So since then, this sounds like, uh, by the way, it's really refreshing to hear somebody say that they just had a magical drama school experience, even though mm. it was like old fashioned. Yeah. Just to that you loved it. That's super nice. Yeah. It was, it truly was the best time. Like I wouldn't change a thing about it. It was just fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So since then, a lot's happened too. Mm. Um, so what happened first? Uh, well, I just before I graduated, I auditioned to uh, go on a cruise ship and uh, got the job. So, like, I knew that when I was graduating, I was going straight onto a cruise for nine months in America. So that kind of like was just like I don't know that just like boosted me up even more. I was like, I'm straight out there, straight into a job. Yeah, because you know, obviously, like, not everybody's going to graduate dance college and, and have a career, and they tell you that at school yeah, like, yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it felt really good to know I was going to do that. I did that, had a great time, traveled the world, met amazing people. Um, uh, and lots of people fall into the like, not trap, but lots of people get into that vibe of working on a cruise ship and you can make so much money. So it's like, why wouldn't you stay there and, and do that lots? Mm. But I just knew I wanted to come back to London and try, just try something else. Just try anything else um, for a while and see if that worked out. And so I came back. Oh my God, it's like trying to remember what happened in chronological order but <laughs> i'll just go i'll just bounce around yeah that's what we like we yeah. like bouncing around <laughs> but yeah i was just very lucky and i just got lots of like right place right time met amazing people and had like a really great career in london so i never went back to the to the cruise ships um and then i ended up working must have been our panto that we got together we worked in peter pan yeah uh and this choreographer, David Layton, was was our choreographer, and he's like an absolute freaking legend. He's just like so amazing. Yeah. And uh, like his career is just incredible. And like for some reason, he just absolutely loved us, didn't he? He just like <laughs> loved us, took us under his wing. Yeah. And uh -huh. just like also took us on loads of gigs, like gave us loads of work as well. So yeah. like then our 
just like careers expanded thanks to him as well. So, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, that I feel like I always think back to that job, and that job changed entirely, changed my career and changed my life completely. Like every yeah. time I look, I look at like we were speaking about this the other day, like certain moments in your life and your career that change everything. That was I can look back at that one and go, that changed everything. Mm. Yeah, just because of so many reasons. Like for me personally, like got to work with David, met Sam, met Jono, like huge moments in my life stem from this one particular job that any one of us could not have gotten and it could have changed everything. That's like thinking back, I find that wild. And quite often those things happen on jobs that you're perhaps not expecting it, right? Like, like Panto has repeatedly been one of the most sort of like transformative experiences mm. in my life because because you're sort of bonded in fire, aren't you? A yeah. little bit when it's like, hey, do you want to do twelve shows a week? And you're like, <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah sure. but I'll be there and we'll we'll survive. You want to get hit with a real hammer? Sure, <laughs> sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I feel like there's a story I don't know that hit me. <laughs> we did. Uh, if I was not, uh, what, what's it called? If I was not a pirate brave? Yeah, that's what we, we called it. If I was not a pirate brave. Oh, yeah, but whatever. Um, and somebody was Bob the Builder. <laughs> I, I, was, I was Bruce Forsyth. Uh, Obviously. And somebody, Naturally. Aaron Sweeney Harris, was, was Bob the Builder. And they were like, okay, you're going to hit Bobby with this hammer. And they gave him a real hammer. Oh, my God. And so he was hitting me with this real hammer. And I was like, please, can we stop? I can't, you can't actually hit me with a real hammer. Where was he hitting you? On the hand. I was like, we're lucky I didn't break my hand. Oh, oh my day. Yeah. It's safe to say that lasted the first dress, I think it was. And you're like, guys. And Bobby was like pulling a diva fit. <laughs> I'm not getting hit with a real hammer. It's like, please, can we get a fake hammer? <laughs> or a fake hand. Yeah, yeah anything. <laughs> like, either or. Like, all I'm doing is flipping a card and he's hitting me with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I want to see it even more now. Uh, <laughs> I've got the DVD somewhere. <laughs> Surely we've got it. <laughs> got the DVD of the cod. That oh, my somewhere. God. Now, at some point in your career, mm. you discovered drag. Yes. When did that happen? That happened, I reckon, about, to put it down to the date. Yes, I want another time. <laughs> <laughs> about like 2010, uh-huh. 2009, 2010, I reckon, is when I found it. There was this club movement, which wasn't a movement at that point, uh, called Sink the Pink that was happening in London. And um, it was just a bunch of people that just wanted to dress up and have fun, basically. And they were, it, it was it was in a very, very small club when I found it underneath the um, tea buildings in Shoreditch, right? You know, now where um, Shoreditch House is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just like, it was nothing I'd ever seen before. I went into it. Um, I'd gone there because they'd kind of booked me and my friend who had made like a dance troupe to do like a performance in there. So we went in there. There was probably about 40, 50 people. Uh, there was a dress up box in the corner and everybody had made use of it. So everybody just looked wild. There was a person dressed as a pig. Uh, like handing out like <laughs> tonics tea cakes to people. <laughs> and, and it was just like, just mental and wild and, and very, very freeing. And everybody was so into it when they were in the club. And I was like, wow, this is what well, it, it felt very East London at that moment in time. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. I've never seen anything like it. And um, from that day forward, like I just formed a really, really strong bond with the two people who organized Sink the Pink and being like a choreographer, because my career had gone into choreography by this time, um, 
they were like, oh, do you want to just like choreograph some of our like really shit drag numbers to like Judas by Lady Gaga? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Can please. I get a hand here uh, uh, over my heart and some kind of palm in it? Like, exactly. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that was the start of a whole new world for me, basically. Just the choreographing the, the numbers in this like little drag club that... I don't know, we were all just so in it and we didn't care about anything. We weren't trying to be anything or get famous or, or, or even be successful. We were doing it simply because we just felt like every couple of weeks or once a month, we just wanted to get together and show off. And somehow people would buy tickets to come and watch that. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So then the choreography got bigger and then we'd get backing dancers and then the venues got bigger and we got lights and sound and pyrotechnics. And then it got to a point where Sync the Pink has like, worked with like incredible famous artists like Melanie C from the Spice Girls. Yeah. Which is a person that I went on a world tour with yeah. as their drag backing dancer and as their choreographer. So it's like just become incredibly wild. And aren't you reprising that work now? Is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure in what capacity, but um, Mel, Melanie, Mel, as I call her. Mel. <laughs> Me old gal. Mel's her uh, friend. Gal pal yeah. Mel C. <laughs> Mel's her friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she's celebrating her 50th birthday in January um, at Coco in London, a hey. massive iconic venue. In Camden, nice. yes. Yeah. And uh, I think the pink are going to be reprising our, our, like, I don't know. I don't know exactly how we're doing it yet. Or maybe I, maybe I do know. Maybe I could tell you. Mm. Mm. I like the mystery. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be doing something um, with Melody. So it's going to be a nice, like, beautiful full circle moment because it's been... It's been about three or four years now since we did that tour. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and Coco is an amazing Yeah, what a venue. venue. If, yeah. if you've listened to this and you've never been to Coco and you live in London, then, then, then go. Then go on the 12th of January when uh, Melanie C will be having her, go <laughs> her concert. Go on the 12th of January, which will be in the past by the time you listen <laughs> uh, to this. Uh, <laughs> you'll so wish you would have yeah. gone. You've already been or you wish you would have <laughs> yeah. Look it up. <laughs> go to YouTube. There'll be some footage. Yeah, exactly. See what it was like. See because, what you missed out on. Because we currently don't know. No. <laughs> when recording's over, John will tell us. Yeah. <laughs> what that's going to be like. Uh, wow, that's that's insane. So you, somehow you went from the, what it sounds like to me, at least, is that you said we were just trying to do it for us and show yeah. off and have a good time. Is you know that thing that actually a lot of artists are trying to do, but the, all these other concerns, which is being authentically you, and hmm. it's such a perhaps a cliche phrase now of, of going, you know, find, perform as your true authentic self, but just going, yeah, I'm doing this for me. I'm going to do this because I want to do it. Yeah. yeah. I think people respond to that. Yeah. Right? yeah. Is that why you think it was so successful? Like sing the pink? Yeah, um, I think so. I think it was just because, you know, since sing the pink and, and around the world probably as well, like people I think have tried to recreate the same vibe. And as soon as you try to do mm. anything, you can't actually hit it quite as, sweetly as, as mm. when you're not trying and that's probably with anything isn't it really just like when you're authentically doing something that's when it's it's realist and that's when yeah. it's my you know it's like me trying to get followers on instagram yeah <laughs> just not gonna happen yeah. when you're trying it's not gonna happen when you don't <laughs> yeah. post any content yeah exactly <laughs> oh it's not happening when you're not trying as well performing right it's about the intention like if yeah. the intention is to recreate the thing you did last time then that's a different intention to whatever that might that character might be feeling in that moment and, yeah. and mm. we are the character in that that sequence right that you're like hey what do i actually want to get out of this yeah so what was that like then as this thing sort of suddenly gained traction and success did that 
did that sort of change you and everyone, the people around you's approach to it or did you manage to keep it as it was? I think we managed to keep it as it was actually. Yeah. I think we managed to, we managed to do that. We always had the right kind of people around us and um, it, we kept like a very core tight family. The, the fact, the thing that it changed for me more than anything was actually my career outside of that, my professional career, because I kind of found myself getting a bit like jaded and a bit bored with the professional dance world. Um, because I was I was a choreographer and I'd made a, quite a clear distinction to kind of stop calling myself a dancer and start calling myself a choreographer. So that was starting to take off really well. But I was still auditioning to to do dance roles. Um, and I kind of just found that world super boring compared to the kind of like crazy, wild, free drag world. And I was where I really felt authentically myself doing that. And um, a lot of castings just were like so boring. Like you couldn't really be very like outwardly queer at that moment in time. That wasn't what people were looking for. I got told all the time, you know, in auditions, like, oh, you must butch it up. You must dance like a man. What the hell does dance like a man even mean? Yeah, you know, it's nonsense. Uh, and um, a kind of like a nail in the coffin for me was auditioning for a famous Australian singer, um, Kylie Minogue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the name, nameless Kylie Minogue? <laughs> Kylie, I'm looking at you, girl. Um, she wasn't there. It wasn't her fault. But her like team and the choreographers and everything, they were like, oh, beforehand, we knew we were auditioning for this tour. And it was like, you know, you you always have to do some freestyle element in, in, in a casting. And it was like, uh, quite often they'd make you take your top off as well for boys. Mm. So it was like, if you didn't have this perfect, amazing body, that that was typically masculine or whatever, you know, then you'd sort of be a bit ashamed or whatever. So I kind of had the idea in my head because I was like doing drag and everything that I was going to, in the freestyle section, put on some high heels and just give it all of my true self that I knew that I would be like fierce at doing. Mm. And when we got to the audition, like one of the first things they said before they even the, taught us the choreography was the gay choreographer at the front of the room was like, I don't want anyone to dance like a girl. I don't want any feminine movements. I don't want any, like, you got to be mask. And I was like, coming from you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it just like, I don't know, it just wound me up. And I mm. kind of, that was, that was honestly the last audition I ever did because I was just like, I can't, I don't want to be in this world when I have this whole other world that's making me so fulfilled and so happy. And I feel like amazing. And I feel myself. Um, so I just kind of like had to uh, stop trying to be a professional dancer. And from that point as a choreographer, try to kind of rewrite the playbook a little bit as much as I could, whenever mm. I could, if I was casting yeah. people, I didn't want to cast people on like size or height or any of that shit. I just wanted who was going to do the choreography the best yeah. instead of having everybody be like five foot 10 or some kind of weird, stupid minimum height. What the hell? Is that even all about? Obviously, as a short person, I wouldn't be angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm tall and I, I, I'm excluded because I'm too tall right. often for the same reason. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're like, okay, cool. And At I'm, least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm just too tall. That's just why. Yeah. That's why I didn't get 42nd Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if that's so much in musical theatre anymore or, or is it, guys? Like... I don't know uh, is the honest answer to that. Are they are they a bit more free with who they cast in things now? Or I'd we like to think they are. We actually were just speaking about this on, yeah. on a, the last episode that we recorded because I think it's a mixed bag. Yeah, it is. It, it feels at least our perception. Don't you know? Correct me if I'm wrong. Speaking for you here, Bobby, is that they appear to be doing that on the surface, right? Uh, in order to appear like they're doing it. Mm. But when you actually get down to the core of it, it doesn't really feel like anything's 
perhaps changed that much? Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like it's being done for show, but not with the right intention. Yeah, hmm. which is something that desperately needs to change. Yeah. But I don't know how. I don't know how that changes, but perhaps it will change because yeah. it's being because, because the it's being done being for yeah. Maybe that's just a process you have to go through. You go, you know, society mm-hmm. like forces that progress, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. attitudes will follow. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, you know, but I think we're when we're not there yet, but uh, in in that positive sense. But I think maybe hopefully, right yeah. direction. Yeah, okay. I think there's there's some productions are better at it than others. Right. Hands down. Yeah, and yeah, I think. As it as it slowly improves, I think that should hopefully spread to all productions eventually. But who knows? Because yeah. I feel like the commercial dance world has like taken massive leaps in that direction. There's yeah. so much more like inclusivity, body types, you know, uh, gender diversity, uh, racial diversity. Like it's, I feel like we're going there. It, yeah, we're definitely getting yeah. there with with commercial the side of things. I, I sometimes I get really annoyed because I'm just like I see amazing music videos now with all these like wonderful queer people in it, and like I'm just like ah. Oh, should have been me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted that. Yeah. I feel like I could still do it. If anyone's listening, can you have like an old little queer child in it, please? <laughs> an old queer child. Yeah. <laughs> like, just make that work. Just make that work. So do you, do you think actually t- turning that lens back onto a world that you, you were super, you know, influential in, in that, in that drag aspect, do you mm. think that that, you know, drag has, hugely increased in popularity and, and yeah. arguably become mainstream now. Absolutely. Perhaps because of RuPaul's Drag Race and, mm. and its success. Have you... of idea about people's lives and who they are but mm. back then it was like you picked your like four or five pictures to go on like a dating site or whatever so if you didn't put that you were doing drag on there at some point you'd have to say to somebody like oh i'm a drag queen or whatever and the amount of times i would get immediately blocked or people just be like you know in the in the best case scenario people would be like oh yeah no that's really not for me or whatever so and just be like okay so we're not gonna like pursue that any further but now, if you say that to somebody or, or if you happen to have a conversation with somebody that you meet randomly or whatever, and you say, oh, I do drag, people are like, oh, that's, oh, cool, man. Like, oh, that, wow. I, oh, my, my girlfriend likes RuPaul's Drag Race or we watch that or we've seen, mm. you know, this person or that person. Drag's so integrated into kind of like mainstream media now that it's very unusual for somebody to have like a negative reaction to you doing drag. So I feel like we've made some... We've made some good progress. Yeah. Like yeah. even my family that live in Oxfordshire still are like, oh, we love bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baggers really funny, aren't they? And I'm, and they say they. Yeah. They don't say he or she. They're like they. And I'm like, eh, you've learned. Yeah. And they are really funny. They are. They, they are. Yeah. <laughs> so much better. So fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. uh, go on. No, I was going to say, so obviously you've moved <clears throat> to Barcelona now. Mm. What? Have you noticed like a different attitude to your drag in Barcelona than to London? Um, Barcelona is a very small city and there are a lot of drag queens, like so many drag queens because um, Spain has its own 
like version of Drag Race out, out there now as well. So drag's got super, super popular and that's only been in probably about the last like five years that it's like exploded. So I find that it's a bit more competitive in Barcelona than it is in London. Maybe that's just me having not lived in London for seven years as well. So maybe I don't know. But my experience, especially with Sink the Pink, was very nurturing, very caring. Everybody was kind of like welcomed in. It was a place to kind of experiment with drag. And it didn't matter if you were like, you know, an absolutely already gorgeous polished drag queen or you were just wearing one of these sacks on the wall. Like, <laughs> oh, we found a use for the sacks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you can be gorgeous. <laughs> um, so Sink the Pink was always very like encouraging. Um, and I do find that in in Barcelona, it's a bit more sort of shady and that's probably also uh, a byproduct of RuPaul's Drag Race because they have you know little competitions where you have to like insult each other and stuff and it's all supposed to be done with love and, mm. and with sort of some clever humour and, mm. and if you're very good at it then that's how it is done but if you're kind of a bit young and naive and you just think that's how you're supposed to do drag then it can, yeah. then it can often come across quite um, quite catty and I love that you mm. mentioned this because it's the one thing about it all that I don't like. Mm. And it's, it's that. And for me, it's that I don't think everybody understands that. Yeah. that. I think it's a really tricky art form to mm. nail. Right. And when you see a drag queen on stage dealing with the audience fantastically mm. with that, it's hilarious. Yeah. Right. And nobody leaves feeling attacked. It's like a stand up comic. Like most of them, you, you, you know, you, you don't want the audience to leave going, they were picking on me. Yes, exactly. And it's the same. And yet, Sometimes I'll see some some drag queens and I'm like, you're actually just being horrible. Yeah. And I'm like, it really bothers me that sometimes then that is celebrated when I'm like, you've you've missed the bit where the person should feel good at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like from going, I love how cleverly you rip the shit out of me. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's rather a very than fine going, line, isn't it? Mm. You should be able to rip the shit out of somebody with yeah. them feeling completely like lols about like, the yeah, fair. rather than rather than going I'm going to go home and cry about that <laughs> yeah because they were mean because all you've you've just gone you've got massive teeth <laughs> you're like <laughs> you're like well well yeah I, do, I actually yeah I guess I, I guess I do have bit, quite big teeth um that, that sucks. You're like, you're like, that's that's not what the thing is. Like, that's not the thing. Like, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. How do you how do you learn that? Is it just from experiencing or being around it, or how do you try and perfect that art? And do you feel, as uh, somebody who's seeing like new drag queens coming up, that you have the ability or or uh, perhaps a position to be able to help teach other people? Yeah, I think um, the best way to do it is to is to watch and learn other people who are good at doing it um, and then steal all their material. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the music hall. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is. It's, and then it's about actually putting yourself in the situation. Uh, I've been very lucky that I've had loads of opportunities to, to host and I host my own parties in Barcelona. So that gives me the chance to be on the mic and, Sometimes I've said some shit that doesn't land or whatever. And you just are like, well, I won't do that one again. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes you find it's just, it's just like building up your kind of like stand up material. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, it is stand up comedy actually. Yeah. yeah. It's stand up comedy. Well, it's stand up whether or not it's comedy. Laughing is optional. But yeah, so I feel like, um, well, where I, where I've been able to help maybe other people come up and and do that sort of thing is just through is through my nights in Barcelona. My my uh, like opinion of drag is that everybody should be allowed to do it. There aren't really any rules. 
uh, in terms of like look or experience. I just think like, because how are you going to gain experience if you don't actually just do it? So I like to, uh, my, my night's called Pluma, just at Pluma BCN on Instagram. And how um, do you spell Pluma? How do we spell it? P-L-U-M-A. Pluma. Pluma. P-C-N. B-C-N. Which uh, it's actually a funny, that's a funny story behind that. Pluma, if you are like talking to like people in Spain, is the term for like effeminate, um, effeminate men. And so a lot of time people are saying on social dating sites, no Pluma. Like we don't want Pluma. We don't want anybody that's feminine or like too, too gay basically, because there's that whole toxic masculinity, even in the gay community, blah, blah, blah. So when I first saw that, I was like, oh, wow, what's this Pluma thing? And uh, people explained it to me and I was like, that's the name of a club. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to celebrate all of the things that people are saying we don't want. We're going to make it a place where everybody should come and all those things can be celebrated. And And what's BCN? Uh, Barcelona. Wow. 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 Oh dear. Strong work, Stefan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a more excuse for us to go. We'll have to do a Fit2 trip. No, Yes. Come on. Am I going to get you both in drag? Is that what we're we're aiming for here? I have been in drag once. And let me share with you that it was not an experience that anyone wants to see twice. Oh, really? I <laughs> I went as Pamela Anderson from Baywatch, uh, and it was full out, <laughs> full out with feeling in, in, in every possible aspect from making And it was fantastic. There was like a hundred people on the outside and they were like, you can go straight in. Straight I was in like, with you. Yes. <laughs> but then somebody did slap my ass. So on, nah, it, on the well, flip side, yeah. we did have that problem. You had to experience yeah. that. I, yeah. It was like experiencing life on the other side for a moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is horrendous. So you nearly mm. end up in, a, you know, you end up having a stern conversation with somebody. Yeah, exactly. Like, Just because I'm wearing this swimsuit right. does not mean you have access to my body. And you're like, why am I explaining this to somebody? And this, it's not like the fucking 20th century. Like, anyway, that's uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that was my one night of experience, has it? Actually, well, you've had many of that, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, you know how fugly I am as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen pictures. In drag. I've what? never seen pictures. I'm so oh ugly in drag. It's like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> we like, should do it together because we'd, it would be like the ugly sisters. I look I like, feel a like a I troll. Could, I feel like I could make you beautiful now, yeah. Bobby. Yeah, like, I've, I've, I've got some skills now. Before it was just like, oh, just uh, I just Eyeshadow. found yeah. this um, <laughs> bit of makeup in Poundland. I'm going to put this on. <laughs> Do you remember Sandro Stag? Yeah, and I went looking like my mum. <laughs> <laughs> ah! We should do. It we should hot. do like Cinderella and the ugly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Um, I'm up for it. I'm sold. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always going for some drag for a night out in Pluma. Yeah, let's go Pluma in drag. Right. All right, I'm ready. Okay. We need yeah, to work out. Gonna, we'll we'll sort said, this out. We've said it on the podcast now, so it has to it happen. Has to happen. I'm genuinely up for that. I think it would be awesome. Awesome. I haven't been to Barcelona for a long time, so good excuse. Or BCN, get... as we like to BCN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. BCN. Uh, <laughs> we now need to get um, Sam and Maddie on board. Yes. And, so, and, Sam and they can be drag kings. Yeah, Sam will be well up for being a drag king. Maddie loves a costume. Yeah. So she, like, she'd be fully involved in that. It'd be a wild experience. Hell yes. We should move on. Yes, uh, we should actually. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, is there anything about um, the industry or about fitness or health or wellness or anything that you would like to see get in the bin? Yes, definitely. I be, I'm sure you've probably heard this a million times before, but I really do strongly feel that the whole mindset around uh, no pain, no gain needs to get in the bin. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually um, sort of on the better side. Like I'm on the recovery side of having had quite an annoying and long term injury. And um, at the beginning of that injury, I made it worse myself by pushing through the pain that I was feeling. And that's absolutely stupid because pain is obviously your body's way of telling you that something is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why would you keep like hammering through that? And um, I, I sort of, I, I'm sure we all understand like the kind of slight message behind that. It's not like, don't give up as soon as you feel like a tiny bit of a burden, but it's also like, don't actually push through pain. I feel like pain is the wrong word there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I really, I just think that we should be, the fitness industry should be encouraging more of like, taking care of oneself mm, yeah. um, and less of this idea of like, you have to be suffering in order to be succeeding. Yeah. That's have you, how many times have you heard that? Probably a million times. Well, we, we actually seem to say it quite yeah, a lot. We, I think we right. say it more than we hear it. And um, uh, it, it is, it is a persistent permanent thing mm. that we're trying to achieve. So love that. Yeah. It's something we'd love to change. So. And it's, uh, yeah. it's in the bin. Oh, yeah. Straight in the bin. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Do you have any advice to people who might be entering the industry now, whether that be drag or a choreography or, or whatever you choose, please, anything that's helpful? Um, advice would just be finally to, to really be yourself and, um, and do everything your way. Of course, there's certain things, like if you're going to learn a shuffable change, you've got to learn it, a shuffable change, but you can't be like, well, actually, I'm reinventing that. <laughs> <laughs> But I just think like, yeah, just, just be as true to yourself as you possibly can. And, um, just do it your way, girl. Do it your way. Yeah, your that's, way. The, that's the best advice I can give, it's really. In. So it's time way. for, without changing your facial yeah. expression, to give away whether you have succeeded or not. And I'm going to not look at you. Um, we're going to guess whether you have successfully lied and what we think the lie is. And we encourage the listeners at home to have a little think back now over what Jano said and to see if... You think they've lied? I don't think he's lied. I don't think they've lied either. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think John has lied. Okay. Yes. Did you manage to successfully lie? I didn't. Hey! I forgot. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. I feel like a loser. I was going to do it. I was going to pretend that I'd worked in a post office. Oh. Because I have worked in some really weird places. I worked <laughs> as a litter picker in a wildlife park. And I thought you might think that that was the lie. And I also got a job in a supermarket when I was a teenager and they wanted me to work on the cheese counter. And I went for the first day of training and I said, I'm really sorry, but I don't see myself as cutting cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked out. Um, and so then I was going to add the post office one in there. Sorry, guys, I'm not mature enough for this. Hey, oh, my God. Hey, hey. <laughs> on that note, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> it's time for another game. Yes. Uh, we're going to play yeah. a game of this or that. So it's going to be one minute on the clock. It's a la friends, lightning round. Stefan, I'll give you two options. You've got to pick one. Okay. Do it as quickly as you can. Are we ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Let's go. Tofu or vegan bacon? Tofu. White bread or brown bread? Brown. The US office or friends? Friends. Cardio or resistance training? Resistance. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Singing or acting? Singing. Whacking or voguing? <sighs> voguing. Yoga or Pilates? Pilates. Family Guy or Love Island? Family Guy. Domino's Pizza or Papa John's? Papa John's. Sport or dance? Dance. Alcohol or chocolate? Chocolate. Matching socks or mismatching socks? Matching. Coke or Pepsi? 
Oh, Coke. Barcelona or London? Barcelona. Game of Thrones or Glee? Game of Thrones. Books or Kindle? Books. Clean shaven or beard? Beard. Personal chef or personal stylist? Oh, chef. Opening night or press night? Oh, opening. Sexy or smart? Sexy. Shower or bath? Bath. West End Rocks or Casino at the Empire? West End Rocks, baby. <laughs> Dogs or babies? Uh, dogs. Snakes or badgers? <laughs> badgers. Theme park or water park? <laughs> Theme park. Running or walking? Running. Director or choreographer? Choreographer. Bobby or Stefan? Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but even Stevens, obviously. Yeah. Even Stevens. <laughs> 51 seconds. 51 Very seconds. Very good. Time to spare. And some of the ones that were specific to you had, yeah, yeah. Uh, had, some, had some long things in there. That's, that was really good. Yeah, well done. Thank you. Smash I feel like... I succeeded. Yeah, you have you did. in life. You did. Well, <laughs> a star. Jono, thank you so much for joining us. It's, it's been a pleasure. pleasure. Thank, thank you. you so much. And uh, shout out again to Pluma, Pluma uh, Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you should go. And thank you at home or wherever you might be for listening. Yeah. And if you've enjoyed this episode, click those like and subscribe buttons. Find us on Instagram at fit underscore talk. As always, if you've got any questions you want answered, you know what to do. Slip slide into those DMs. I'll be in there in drag. Oh, thanks again for listening. If you like what you've heard, we've been fit to talk with our wonderful guest, Jono Kitchens, and your hosts, me, Stefan. And me, Bobby. And if you didn't like it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. <laughs>